to That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. The good bad guys of Pot Wrestling Podcast are back talking all things of the week that was in professional wrestling. I'm Brian. I'm sober. Unlike for our Elimination Chamber reaction <laughs> pod. Sorry to disappoint the listeners and viewers. Jason, I know you you were a fan of that at the end of the pod. Um, but uh, yeah, all water for me tonight. Jason is here. Joe is here. We doubt we'll hear from Kevin tonight, but you just never know. Uh, guys, we are in the, the fallout from Elimination Chamber. We're on the road to WrestleMania. And that road began in Ottawa, Canada for Monday Night Raw. Not Ottawa, Illinois. By the way, Chelsea Green, not Ottawa, Illinois. Easily confused. <laughs> Speaking to the manager on that one. Um, show opens with Sami Zayn calling out Kevin Owens and Kate, Kevin basically saying, I didn't do that for you. I did it for your family so they didn't have to see you like my family saw me at the Rumble. And if you want help, go ask Jey Uso. Basically, go F yourself. And he left. Uh, guys, we talked a lot about after Elimination Chamber. That was one of the first things, Jay, right? Why didn't KO help Sammy during the match? Well, Did you like the reasoning? Does, does it make yeah. sense now? Yeah. We okay. got we got the answer. Yeah. We found out why he waited. Not, you know, it wasn't a, a thing so Sammy could win the belt. It was so that Sammy's family didn't have to see him get destroyed like his did. Yeah. And that I thought that was great because... While Sammy at Royal Rumble saved Kevin Owens from getting completely, let's say, end of career, he still let him get handcuffed, kicked in the face 15 times. I mean, come on. He did not help him until he absolutely had to. Um, Joe, you like the explanation? It seems like we're, you know, we didn't get the hug at Elimination Chamber. We didn't get it on Monday. This seems like this is going to be a process if it's Fuck going in the direction hug. like we think to. Fuck that yeah, hug. I'm, no I'm, hug. I'm, no. No slow handshake. Uh, I I liked <laughs> it. I liked the explanation on why he did it. It was for the family. It w- had nothing to do with you because they even played the uh, flashback of "I'm done with you." He said that like after war games. So he's he's a Kevin Owens man of his word. Whether you agree with him or not, no matter what character he's playing, he doesn't lie. Even when he lies, he's not lying. Yeah. Because he doesn't like liars. Yeah, yes. he doesn't like liars like like Ezekiel. <laughs> oh, that's right. That, I was trying to pinpoint what feud that was from. Yes, the the, the, the Ezekiel feud. Um, yeah, I like the slow burn. We got time. We've got April first, April second. So we've got a little over a month to go. So let let's let it play out. It's off to a good start. Uh, also on Raw, we had Omos challenging Brock. <sighs> To a match at Mania. Now, the reaction online, I'd say, was universally panned, but maybe more than anything that I noticed, a lot of laughter, a lot of like, wait, what? Wait, where did that come <laughs> from? Like, well, uh, would you guys, would, would you be down for Omos versus Brock? That's really out of left field, it felt like. Hey, Joe, can can we see if we can do this in, in unison on three? One, two, three. Dud. No. Oh, no. Dud no. is your no. thing, Joe. Dud is your no. thing. Dud. Man, you are terrible I thought, was, I, thought, I thought Kevin was dud. You're dud. No. He's, well, I don't remember now. Is Kevin you're dud. Kevin's breaking news. No, you're okay, dud. Fine. Yeah, you're dud. You're Joe. dud. Kevin's breaking dud. news. 
Wow, uh, you're terrible wow. at this game. Uh, nobody wants. <laughs> we to rehearsed. See this. Nobody wants to see this, right? Like it's not just me. You know, no, the one no. thing I'll say, Jay, was uh, maybe it was again the elimination chamber reaction pod. That was kind of the starting point of the Brock and Omos and Lashley and, 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 and <laughs> like all the beats. Commander Aziz, like, right? And right. Go, the ghost of Zeus and yeah. uh, the ghost of Andre the Giant. Big show. Uh, Kevin Nash, big show. Captain Insano. Like, yes, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, n- this is very similar. Hope. Yeah. Now, this is very similar to remember, I don't know, two years ago or a year and a half ago when I said, yeah, I can't wait to see Nick Gage and Matt Cardona. And then I'm like, oh, we're actually going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I feel yeah. like I'm in that same boat. And maybe Brock doesn't really want to work Mania this year. So they're going to give him, you know, this. But the issue is, where does it go on the card? Because they always say you either want to be first or last. Second, I thought about yeah. second too, Joe. Uh, that's the the just the the jerk off match, you know the the jerk that's off a dud match. The dud, there yeah. Was the dud. one was it a mania or was it a SummerSlam where uh, I think it was Brock versus Seth, and they went first. It was the first match. Yes, I don't remember what show it was, but or we were Bro- all like. Caught it off was guard the one in guess, New York. It was the one in New York. So, oh, that mania then. Okay, Brock yeah. ain't the, sticking around. Right, right. That's the main event. Exactly. So, <laughs> so maybe Brock pulls that card. I want to get the next first match to, night uh, two. First match night, I could match see that too. Do you? Yep. I mean, are we? So obviously, we're not excited. But do we have it's an inkling? Happening. Do we think? Yeah, that's why I would say, Joe, is no, a swerve coming up. What's the I, but I said this, I said Ooh. this a couple of years ago, when it was Kurt Angle's last match, and it's like they're not going to do that against Corbin. That yeah. is set up. There's they no did. way it's going to be John Cena. It's not going to be Corbin. No way they're going to waste Angle's last match on Corbin. And it happened they in did. New York. Maybe, yeah. maybe Brock doesn't want to deal with Omos. Maybe we get Brock and Shelton at Mania. Now that's something I want to see. The old roommates. Yep. Old Minnesota team. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I obviously Monday we'll know more if Brock shows up for the contract signing. Um, it does feel on the surface like there's something more to this. I'd be very surprised if Brock just comes out and says, <laughs> now I think about you, Omos, when I'm in my bed with my wife for five hours, right? And signs the contract and see you at Mania. Um, I don't know, but yeah, that was that well, was a caught can't off guard. Do Omas who because he doesn't have a last name. <laughs> right, right. That that joke goes out the window. You got to save that for Lashley only. Or, um, or will they do the contract signing and Lashley will si- beat up Omas, sign the contract, and then Strowman will hit Lashley and sign the contract, and then General Aziz will hit Strowman and sign the contract, and we'll get Jason's uh match of the fatal five of all the giants against Brock. The big meaty men slapping me. And Shelton will beat them all up and say ain't no stopping me and then sign the contract. But then we need Bray Wyatt. How does Bray (laughs) tie into that show? And it's a a pitch black match. Yes! (laughs) There it is! Yes! But then then it has to be it. Then it has to be the last match. So it's nighttime. Well, no, there's a roof. You can't have a pitch black match in the Oh, it's is it 
I thought it was a open field. Well, but or is it retractable? Well, but Mania will start at five o'clock. In That's the what I said. The time so. change. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have to do it later to get the full. It's like having the Undertaker Bray Wyatt match during the daytime for WrestleMania. They wouldn't do that. Kevin was there for that one too. Yeah, Yeah. it was pretty bad. I don't know. What can you do? I'm not happy. I don't want to see Brock and Omos. All right, we shall see. Um, One thing, guys, I didn't put this on the rundown, so a little bit on the spot. But what do we think? Because we'll get it revealed on Monday. Is the gift that Maurice gave the Miz and he'll say it on Miz TV. Um, I've, I've, I'll go first. I think it's a uh, uh, invitation to host WrestleMania. Yeah, I think the same yeah. thing. I think the Miz will be hosting okay. when WrestleMania goes A-list. Hollywood. It makes sense. The A-list mania for the A-list couple. They're both hosting. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Makes sense. I, I, yeah. I, I wasn't even thinking that. Um, Huh? Yeah. Because what else would know. he be doing? Ball, he ain't gonna have a mat. ball enlargement not... surgery. Because <laughs> right. it's like when New yeah. Day hosted, it didn't put them down on the card. It just they didn't really they have anything for that tag team. I know they weren't. That's why they hosted. And when they yeah. came out that's, to introduce the Hardys, that's really good, Brian. I don't know if you actually yeah. thought of that or you read that somewhere, but that's really good. No, that's all up here. I've, I've already booked it. Uh, Miz gets. <laughs> Miss gets the hosting job and like early on in one of the nights, um, Dawkins and uh, Montez like beat him up and take over as host for the rest of the night. So I've, I've already got it all booked out because, uh, oh, yeah, they're not going to oh. have something to do with mania. So I love both of those guys as far as entertainment value goes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm already down the road, fellas. Good job. Plus, the yeah, envelope thanks. was a golden was a golden envelope like it's an it Oscar was. or something. So, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so throwing that out there. Uh, finally, we had a great main event match. Edge, Austin Theory. Man, guys, Theory's so good. He's so good. I really, really like him so much. I love this match. Uh, it was interrupted by Finn Balor. So, Jay, I know you were thinking Priest, Edge, Mania. It looks uh, like it's going to be Finn, or at least uh, off of this past week. It's going to be got- the purple. It's going to be the purple demon. Is that what we're doing? We're doing demon so. and, and spooky, spooky um, time. Before we get into that, uh, yeah. I don't know if we talked about it on the uh, recap show. During that tag match, Edge and Beth used and was called by Michael Cole the Shatter Machine. We didn't mention that. Yes, you're so right. So I was listening to Dak's podcast, like I always do every week, and he talked about it this week. He went and trained with Edge and Beth over the last month because none of them were working. Oh, how they cool. all live in North Carolina, and they brought up, hey, we, we kind of have this idea if you're cool with it. And he was like, yeah, whatever. No way. They're not going to do it. And sure enough, they did it. And when uh, they watched it, his wife, Dax's wife, filmed his reaction. Oh, and he got emotional. Fun. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, and that is another reason why I love FTR with Dax. He just goes in depth. Now, this week he talked about all the wrestling from last weekend. He talked about uh, Mercedes Monet at New Japan. He talked about uh, the Elimination Chamber and how all of like, and he just breaks the stuff down. Uh, and his live show that's happening on March 30th here in LA for WrestleMania week, they announced the first guest 
Uh, of course, no surprise, it's cash. But that's exciting. And I bought the VIP ticket with the tequila tasting afterwards. Oh, how So I'm cool. pretty pumped for that. Nice. And uh, yeah, so Finn Balor looks like we're going to get Finn and Edge. But I think it'll be Demon Edge. Maybe it gets brewed uh, Ed or no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I said that wrong. But Balor against Edge. Um, as long as we don't get the projection on the screen, like that Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton match from a few years oh, ago with yeah. the maggots. Yeah. We should be good. It'll still be a great match. I'm really excited for it, even though I really thought it was going to be Priest and Balor, Priest and Edge. Yes. Yeah, I liked your your reasoning way better than where this was going. But that was that was fun. Three coup de gras to to really put Edge uh, out and, and make this happen at Mania. Joe, your thoughts? It was pretty much what I predicted. I said it yeah. was going to be Balor versus Edge, and I like the idea of Damian Priest, but. Oh I mean, let's just let's just be honest. Balor's the one who's the leader, I guess, of the Judgment Day. Even though lately it's been Rhea Ripley's been the leader, but when it comes to the male leader, it's it's Finn Balor. Yeah. So Sunday night, uh, the return of the WWE A and E programming with the biography. Oh boy, Joe Joe has things. Okay, hold on. Uh, oh, we have my, my dog Harley isn't happy either. Harley, <laughs> <laughs> maybe because despite being interviewed, it doesn't look like we made the show. But there's more episodes to come, so maybe. Well, we were some. in the intro <laughs> to Rivals. I don't know if you saw it when Brock <laughs> put the tractor under the ring and lifted it up from SummerSlam. We were in it, so we are immortalized. We there, but, our, yeah. but our interview segments were not there. It is up on my IMDb though. Much like oh, uh, good, the Page good. movie and the Kenny Chesney concert <laughs> movie from 2006. So excellent, excellent. Um, it all counts. Uh, but yeah, we had the biography of the NWO, and we had Rivals Hogan versus Andre. Um, guys, I, I did catch the biography. I haven't gotten the Rivals yet. Um, I I enjoyed it. I think Eric Bischoff is a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, he has his 83 Weeks podcast. He does a really nice job. And as much as we've seen the documentaries and heard the stories over and over again, and a lot of that was well covered uh, in this episode, um, there was even little things, though, like when they're showing Hogan's speech at Bash at the Beach, like there was a camera angle I've never seen before. That was kind of like right outside the ring with Mean Gene, his back is to the camera and, and there's you're looking at Hogan. And it's like, wow, there's like new footage. Like I've seen this thing a gajillion times. <laughs> like, how is this possible? Um, and the, that story that Bischoff told about uh, the young lady who, oh who my lost God, her dad so and good. So walked good. her down the aisle. I don't know. You have to wear the hat, though. Really? You <laughs> know, it's a wedding. Come on. I, 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 you know, when I saw the hat, yeah. I'm like, well, but I get it. But maybe I she also, got it for him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It just. I hate when guys wear sneakers with suits. Hats are included in that, by the way, too. But maybe because it was such a huge part of the, maybe it was the dad's hat. Oh, that's and that's fair too. So yeah, and and, you know this one was good too because you know it was more about Bischoff and Hogan. You know, Sean Waltman was in it. Nash was in it a little bit too. And and like Nash said, it's the first time they've done anything. Since Scott Hall passed away. Yeah. Yeah. If you look over my shoulder here, this that's Hall, Nash, Bischoff, and uh six behind me. I met them at Starcast a few years ago. So like 
even though we all knew it, it felt a little different to me. Joe? Yeah, I think uh, the focus was more on Bischoff and uh, Hogan, but man, did Hogan change a lot of the uh, narrative throughout that whole thing. <laughs> man, did he like have selective memory of when he said that Bischoff was a mark of Holland Nash. <laughs> what? Or when he said That's that... When he said that Sting didn't kick out and it was his fault, it wasn't Hogan's fault for changing <laughs> it. Even though Nash threw him on the bus under the bus, saying like, "You don't give a you don't give a wrestler creative control, trailer control." Like Nash was on when he said like watching in the back the Hindenburg. Uh, oh, the humanity, the humanity. Um, and then <laughs> oh yeah, he did throw that. H- Hogan's like selective memory on the WWE run. When he's like, we all understood that the Toronto crowd turned on rock and made Hogan the heel. I mean, made Hogan the face. We know that. But when he said that he flew from Toronto back to Tampa, then back to Montreal the next night on Raw with the red and yellow gear. No, he didn't. He was I, you on know, the next night on Raw with the NWO gear. And, and Rock called him out. Says, Why are you wearing yes. those colors? Yes, I like his select. His selective memory of, oh, when Vince told me to go home, I went, I flew like a private jet straight to Tampa. Now, got my red and yellow gear, and I was in Montreal the next night on Raw. I I feel like, though, I have heard that version of the story before, and I do believe it happened. I just wonder if it was between Raw and SmackDown, because SmackDown was on Tuesdays at that point. So I wonder if after what happened Monday night, then Hogan went home Tuesday to come back Maybe. to SmackDown. But, of course, on this one, they made it sound like it was for Raw. But, when, but when he kept saying that Bischoff was a mark for Holland Nash and he just did whatever they wanted, no, he didn't. He didn't go into business with Holland Nash after uh, uh, everything was there. He was with Hogan. He followed Hogan around. If anything, Bischoff was attached to Hogan the whole time, not Holland Nash. But yeah, Hogan's selective memory was just like it was driving me nuts the whole time. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. You're you're blaming Sting. That's how now, it happened, brother. Now he now didn't Brian, kick out. Now, Brian, uh, the mm-hmm. rivals. You know yeah. this series. This series has been really good. Uh, I was bummed that I wasn't on it because I it was interviewed about a lot of Hulk Andre stuff. So I was kind of bummed about that, but. Again, it's, it's it's just so good. And again, we've heard most of the stories, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to the rest of the season, whether we're on it or not. But man, like I, I'm I'm all in on A and E. Yeah, that's a, it was a good first week. I, I haven't seen the rivals, like you said. I've I've got to get to that here on my DVR, but um. Yeah, they've always just the quality is really, really good. And uh, I think that definitely showed this past week. Um, let's talk about something that's a little more up your guys' alley. And if Kevin was here, certainly up his alley. WWE 2K23. Uh, this will be released on March 17th. And they had a special YouTube reveal of the up, ratings. Up, down, down. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, revealed the ratings for all the men and women in the game. I think it was like two hours long. Yeah. Um, it looked really good. 
Uh, but I just I could not devote the time to watching all of that. Uh, but I sent you guys at, at least I don't think it's the entire roster because like Roman's not on no. there and Brock. Um, so it, it's not the entire roster, but I sent, sent the roster that they announced. Um, you guys had a chance to review the ratings. Do you feel anyone is underrated or overrated, Joe? Um, I feel like the Miz is underrated. What, because what they, have him at 85, they have him at 85, and okay. he's a triple right. crown winner. I know he's like basically... He's, a, he's actually a two-time Grand Slam champion, not a triple yeah, crown. Yeah, he's a two-time... Okay, sorry, two-time Grand Slam winner. I feel like that should give him the 90, not 85, yeah. because if you look at the mid-80s, um, I mean, Liv Morgan's in 86. Whoa, oh, God, that's terrible. Johnny... Johnny Gargano is an 84. Went up two Happy points. Corbin is, yeah. <laughs> Happy Corbin's 83. I don't know. I just... Mm-hmm. Pre- and yeah, looking at this list, you know... Damian Priest is an 84. I think that's... Maybe a delicious. That's fair for him, but not Miz. Fair. Okay, I got you. With comparisons. So that's why I think it's like, you know, when you have these legends, which he's in that category now, give him at least 89.90. I mean, AJ Styles is an 89. I mean, these <laughs> things don't really matter. Gigi Dolan is an 81. Natalia's an 82. Omos oh. is an 82. Natalia's going to be pissed about that. Omos is an 82. <laughs> Otis is an 80. Ricochet's an 82. My guy, Ridge Holland, 81. Yeah, Miz needs to be higher. Tyler Breeze hasn't worked Knight, for 81. WWE in three years, and he's a 77. Yeah, he, they threw him <laughs> a bone on that one. I mean, yeah, he's back fun. doing the up, up, down, down stuff. Fact is, with these games, I'm terrible at them. And I didn't buy them for years, and there was a couple years where they were just terrible games. But I bought last year's game with Rey Mysterio. Yeah. You guys want to take a guess on how many hours I put into this game? 30 minutes. Mm. Well, what? (laughs) Okay. Is that correct? (laughs) I was going to say, give, give me an over under total and I'll I'll tell you over or under, but over under what Joe said. Oh God. Um, I'll, I'll I'll go over. You spent one hour just trying to play different people. I've spent zero minutes playing this game. (laughs) Is this still the case? I loaded it into my Xbox, okay, yeah, and that takes like an hour or whatever. Yeah. I haven't played it once. <laughs> I I bought it that's as amazing. well. You I are a good wrestling fan, Jay. You I think that's shit. It. Don't even play I, it. I think that's, that's awesome. it. I think I bought it because I'm the wrestling guy. That's amazing. Hey, I've I, I not played it. Good. When it comes to the WWE games, I have the same rule as it comes to Madden, Madden. games. I buy it. Every five years. The last WWE game I bought before this year was 2K17 with Brock on the cover. Five years later, I bought 22. So I'm going to get... so Because the rosters, like if you go year by year, the roster is the same. Maybe a guy here and there isn't there anymore, but it's pretty much the same game. From year by year, yeah. Yeah, year by year. So if you wait five years, you're going to see a difference in the gameplay. Completely. the one I had beforehand was 14, so that was a three-year difference. But that one had the shield, and Cody is dashing, and like you know, they had the NWO um, 
DLC downloadable character where I got to be like Scott Steiner and uh, Macho Man as Madness and everything like that. So that was worth it. But for this one, I like the fact that they've added war games to the gameplay, but it will still be there five years later. So I can wait. So I think the two reasons why I bought it, what really hooked me on it was GM mode where you can create your own shows. And I'm like, that's awesome. We fantasy okay. book on this show all the time. That could be fun. And the other reason why I realistically thought I bought it was because I bought it on Black Friday when it was like $19 at Walmart because they put out the bins and, and with the oh, stickers okay. on yeah. them and everything's marked down drastically. So look, man, I'm guilty of it. And guess what? I might buy it again this year. <laughs> It's, the the over under the the bar is low. It's zero, so <laughs> no yeah, way to open so, up. I mean, look if, if and I, if I wasn't so bad at this game, I would. All the fighting games are terrible. UFC, like I just downloaded Mortal Kombat 11 just to try and play it. Holy shit, is that game intense for starters? Mm-hmm. And it's you know there's a million fucking buttons, and I'm just like a button masher anyway. But yeah, I mean, I mean, look. If, as long as they put out a good game, I'm good with it. Because that one year, it was awful. You're a Glitches. golf game guy. I have been playing the you, shit out of PGA. You're always throwing up these clips on Facebook of like, you know, 54-yard eagle or whatever it is. <laughs> Welcome to Chip City. Chip City is my thing. Uh, I, yeah, I have, so a, I have 2K21. I'm, I'm a fan of the golf games, too. And okay. uh, with the arcade that uh, Kevin pretty much talked me into getting to have golden tea on there like oh. five years worth of them that do you have the do you have the, the ball yep oh yeah oh, you have the you ball can't play too. golden tea without the ball yeah wow. so yeah, he told me to play. get that and it had like the five different golden teas I well wife comes downstairs she's like why are you playing this game i'm like because it's golden tea yeah um 21 i liked it but it was kind of bland 23 they 23 they really stepped up they got tiger back in the game they got michael jordan and steph curry to be part of the game oh Um, nice they got all the big brand names of like barstool and you know jordan brand and nike and adidas and puma and they got all the brands where your 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 golfers can be outfitted in like just great great stuff so 23 is really good joan i know you have your five-year-old get 23 I think you will fucking love it, and I love it. Oh, I, well, twenty one. Uh, I only got because it was part of like the monthly PlayStation Plus package, so it's not like I oh, paid for it. okay, so okay, it was, like, the free download. You so should buy. I, I could get twenty three. Buy twenty three. It's really good. Nice, and that I'm still good at. So because I always played Tiger Woods throughout college, and I love that game. I still have a couple of them for the PS. I've got five Tiger Woods PS two games right behind this camera. So. Love it. So, so my underrated and, and Brian. <laughs> so, my, so my underrated. No, Brian they, likes the Wii. The, uh, the, uh, the um, I'm still playing Punch Out. The, the SpongeBob graphic of later that hour or whatever. Um, yeah, my the four that I had, and I think a couple of these are more recency. That I'm sure when they set these. Um, ratings a little while ago, maybe they're a little bit more justifiable. Uh, Chad Gable is 77. He's phenomenal. You see what he did to Bronson Reed with that suplex? Come on. So he's a 77. Dom is a 78. Now that must be pre-prison Dom. Okay. Oh, there's, there's, yeah. 
Yeah, it's got to be way up once you've gone through the joint. So you're like telling that. me in the W in the 2K universe, uh, Dom is a better wrestler than Chad Gable. That's what we're, <laughs> that's what we're finding out. Otis, who is a student, is that's better yes. than Chad Gable. That's true. He is a former Money in the Bank contract winner. So I don't know. Maybe that gave him the extra point. Um, so those two, uh, Austin Theory at 82. That's that's got to mm-hmm. be higher. And Montez is 82. Again, he's about to really break out, it seems. So th- those are next right. year, he'll be a 90. Montez. Correct. Correct. All right. Um, let's talk some AEW. Uh, they've oh. they've been on the back. What'd you say? No. <laughs> you say no. Do we have to? <laughs> you know, I don't really have to. That, that's kind of my point was, you know, they've been, the only thing that I want to talk about is the four million viewers each week oh and how they calculated that number. If one person watches for one minute from 7 p.m. to 12 midnight, that's how they get the four million number. Brian, I saw you had an interaction with uh, Andrew Zarian, I believe is his I name. Did. Yeah, and yeah. like, like Tony's big important announcement was to let Adam Cole make the announcement. I have a theory on why he did that. <laughs> oh, I I bet we all have a theory on why he did that. Please go ahead. Dud. No. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, essentially that was it. Either he, Tony would have announced that and he would have either gotten silence or booze. Bring Adam Cole in. We all love Adam Cole. We're excited for Adam Cole to come back. It's met with. Are we? Pol- sure. I- sure. I'm, I'm optimistic it'll go good. Um but it's it's met with uh, I guess polite applause is it like a few cheers yay and it was a backstage segment it was not backstage. In the crowd why isn't that in the ring why is that yeah. on the stage seriously Come weird on. weird yeah I I mean so yeah there there is that I that's the first thing I saw with the press release um, was it four million I'm like excuse me what, what is that so uh yeah andrew zarian he's one of the hosts of the matt men podcast and i think in his day job he's alluded to like he's a, a television advertiser executive sort of thing um so because he talks about oh i know this person at usa and, and this person at turner so i said hey what do i know i don't know these things how could they quantify that and he's like i i have no idea how they came up with that. So, uh, but, and then we got that explanation. You said, Jay, yeah, seven to midnight, one minute, one minute. That is, that is me flipping through the channels. Oh, I got to let the dog out to go pee. Oh, it stopped on TNT. I come back a minute later. <laughs> Not my AW viewer. <laughs> that's, that's some, that's some good, um, What's the phrase? Uh, moving the goalposts, as they say. Moving yeah. the goalposts. Or, or flipping the channels and, oh, look, a preview for an upcoming Marvel movie. I'm going to watch this 30 this seconds. This commercial. And then yeah. turn the channel. A commercial <laughs> people could stay for. Yeah. But you know, in, in radio, it's 15 minutes. It's the quarter hour. Okay. The, and this, I mean, that is, that, uh, 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 that's a I good one. I don't get it. I don't understand. And look, I want to know if that 4 million was a type, any chance that's a typo. (laughs) Any chance we get a retraction tomorrow. Oh my God. Like you can't make that. 
you know, that's like me saying, you know, we joke on this podcast, you know, we're, we're, we're the 100 ranked podcast. No, we're not. We're like the, you know, there's 3 million podcasts in the world. We're probably in like the 2 million ranks and I'm okay with that. But you know, that's like me saying, oh yeah, we're in the hundreds. No, you know, we're, 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 we're like in the two millions. AW's in the one millions. Yeah. Fucking four million dollars, four million viewers, my ass. You're you're more angry about this than I was just puzzled by it. I, I wasn't angry. I was just like, excuse me? I don't it does, I don't know this this seems correct. <laughs> this is story time with me. When I had my first on-air job, my first full-time on-air job, I was in a town that no one's ever heard of. So uh I, for for some some PR and some exposure, <coughs> I did a promotion where I lived on the roof of the TV station for a week while we filled up uh, a U-Haul truck with donations for the local food banks for Thanksgiving. So um, central Pennsylvania in November, the first week, you know, the weather can be kind of hit or miss. Uh, Lucked out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was 70 degrees. Thursday morning, I woke up in my tent soaked because it had rained all night and it got a little colder. And when you're in wet clothes in cold weather, it's really cold. And I wanted to get off that roof in the worst way. My boss was like, well, you're the, you're the one that said you'd stay there all week. And actually, I said, until we fill up the truck. And uh, so I get on the air and I said, hey, we're about 10 boxes short of filling this U-Haul. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's anything you can do to come help fill up this truck and, and get the food out for, for families who need help this Thanksgiving. Look, we probably could have had, ten, you know, 25 to 50 boxes, but I said 10 and we got like 30. So like, maybe that's this, you know, over, was it over promise under deliver or mm-hmm. under deliver yeah. over promise, whatever that saying is, but fuck 4 million people a week. I don't think anything gets 4 million viewers a week anymore. Yeah football that's about not, it not this podcast i know no, that no not aew dynamite either we we love our listeners and viewers but there's not four million I'm actually, of you out there oh i'm actually uh, simon my dude from australia who listens him and his wife are coming to la in a couple of weeks and we're gonna have a uh, dinner are they going for mania nice. no or just they're, they're, just, they're touring la they're going to wow. vegas they're coming back to LA, like they're doing a, a whirlwind tour of the West Coast. So, uh, yeah. So, Simon, if you are listening to this, I'm looking forward to hanging out with you. We're going to have dinner at the Rainbow. Uh, he's a heavy metal dude, and I figure that's the most heavy metal place to go. And they have great fried cheese. Awesome. Best in the business. Um, we, let's talk more wrestling. Yeah. Was there? Was there? Any, I mean, do we all just want to say poo poo on the actual show announcement? Like. You, are you going to try to check it out? The real question is, what's going to be better? AEW All Access yeah. or the Bianca and Montez show on Hulu? It's <laughs> a good question. That's a good question. The answer I'll, is I'll the Bianca the and Montez on Hulu. There's your answer. Well, I'm curious. The one name that I'd, I'd actually like to see on the All Access is uh, Eddie Kingston's on there. And I hope he's just... MF and all his co-workers behind their backs in the locker room. That could be pretty funny. He's a great promo. I'd love, I'd love to see that. Joe, he did that on the Mark Marin podcast. 
Okay. Yeah, he does that yeah, wherever he, he goes. He doesn't give a f. So, um, Joe, your your thoughts on at all things? Uh, I million, know I've talked millions I, of viewers, all access, everything. I talked a lot. Uh, no one cares about ratings really anymore. It's all about clicks. So if they're getting four million clicks, that's fine. But what are you talking about, Joe? Have you not seen Twitter? Every wrestling fan on Twitter loves ratings. They don't have any reason to love them. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I don't pay attention to the ratings <laughs> at all. I'm not in the board meetings. I'm not an advertiser. I don't care about the ratings. I just want a good show. The only thing that was interesting about the ratings the uh, past couple of weeks was Eric Bischoff uh, talking about AEW saying like they flatlined. He's not saying they're dead. He's saying that they haven't grown in three years. Yeah, I mean, that's just acknowledging uh, the business management. side of things. Oh, yeah. So the business side, like you could say, let's say he does have, they do have four million, but they've had it for three years. They, they haven't plateaued. grown. They plateaued. So that's not, that's not a good thing. That's the only thing I really care about. It's like, put on a good product and Go entertain out there me. in different places. Yes. Entertain me. And this me, new show clown. is not going to entertain me. I'm probably not going to watch it. I mean, Rose to the Top was pretty bad. Yes. But I like Miz oh, and Mrs. Yeah. Miz and Mrs. Yeah. was great. That's the best one even, out of all of them. Even, even though we know it's staged, it doesn't matter. It's still entertaining because those yes. two have so much chemistry and so much personality that I could watch Miz and Maurice for years. And so be entertained. And I have been. But yeah, when it came to when it comes to the AEW thing, it's like I feel like I agree with Bischoff as they've plateaued in an entertainment standpoint too. They're doing the same thing. So we can get into that a little bit. Um, some of the stories. So because yeah, guys, we're a week out from revolution. Um, I won't be on the pod next week when you guys do a, a preview prediction show. Um, but some of the main stories, obviously. You know, MJF we touched on a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got we've got this whole um Tony Soraya versus the AEW original girls. We got Jungle Boy and Christian, Jericho, Ricky Starks, Mox and Hangman. Is there any anything that's sticking out to you guys that you're enjoying? What's what's kind of your your temperature I, with these AEW stories right now? I think the four-way tag title match is gonna be fun. Especially if Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett win the titles. I love it. I love it's Jeff a good, Jarrett. Good team to so play in much. that mix. Yep. I don't know who the fourth team will be. I imagine it'll be like the best friends or uh, I don't know. The Lucha uh, Brothers, maybe. Lucha I think Lucha Brothers. Brothers are too high of a team. They're too high up there to be involved with something like this. Okay. I think Lucha Brothers would They're too high to be in other- a tag tag match. For the belts, high on the ranking, high on the totem pole. I, I know, I know, I know. And honestly, the other three teams can't hang with the Lucha Bros. And that's not being shitty; just the truth, just the style. Yeah, Joe. Any anything AEW that you're grabbing onto, or how's it feeling for you? Sadly, no, not really. Um, I think it's silly. To have the acclaim say, we're going to invoke our rematch clause in a fatal four-way. Why don't you invoke it when it's one-on-one so you have a chance to actually you know, earn the championship instead of having someone else pin someone else and you weren't involved in the decision? That doesn't make sense. 
Um, let's hit Moxley that Steiner map. Hangman. <laughs> yeah, let's get that. Thirty-three to third uh, percent, twenty-five percent, twenty-seven five percent. Yes, Moxley and uh, Hangman have been feuding uh, since what October. Uh, Jungle Boy and <laughs> Christian have been going on for two years, it seems like, and they're barely on television, but we still have to care. Uh, Ricky Starks and Jericho—they're going to have a great match, but that's been going on since November. It's—I don't know. It's, pla- I, it's I, I'm just feeling, it, it's, it's it's plateaued. Yes, I, I, and think... MJ and MJF. I'm sorry, but like he has the same feud every time. I'm curious was... though what the 60 minute. I mean, look, I chose not to go to Revolution because I don't want to sit in an arena for a 60 minute match with no commentary. I think the story will be good, but I'm curious to see how good MJF does for 60 minutes. I, I am as well. Um, that's a big test and we know Danielson can do it. MJF when he's in the ring has always delivered, but this is another level. I was just glad what we saw on Wednesday night. I, you know, we we've hated on the, all right, Danielson, you got to beat the next five guys. And, and he, and when MJF would even have any sort of close interaction, he would run away from Danielson being like a coward. I hated that. I, it's been done that's a million what I'm times. I'm so sick of that. So finally, he came out on the aggressive of calling out Danielson for being selfish, not doing what he needs to do for his family, putting his health at risk and bringing up. And, and Jay asked me to look this up. Um, he, he alluded to how he was engaged to be married and saying that uh, it broke off. Um, Sean Ross Sapp says that is absolutely true. He got engaged in September and apparently they're not engaged anymore. So that's the stuff I can at least watch from an entertainment standpoint and go, okay, I'm enjoying this because all the other stuff in the last couple of weeks have just been nonsense. I think they need to do this. AEW moving forward. They need one more pay-per-view. They need six because now you put Forbidden Door in there, that's five. They need six, and they need to do one every two months. I feel like there's just been too much of a gap. Um, What, full gear was, what, mid to late November? Excuse me? That's a lot. We had December. Four four months. It's just, yeah, it's just too long. And all, like you said, Joe, oh, this has been feuding since November. These guys have been feuding since he blah, blah, blah. We need to get the things moving along a little faster. Add one more pay-per-view and and have a a balanced every other month. We've got a big, big show pay-per-view. And I think that's not too much to ask for. You're still letting stories play out, but you're not going to let them go on and drag and drag and drag and drag, which is, I think, what they've been doing for way too long now. Do we get the Bella Twins on AEW now? They were pissed off. They weren't written on to Monday Night Raw 30. And Nikki's like going way off on everyone now. She is like trying to bury the entire company saying that. I don't know if you saw it or not. Their latest podcast saying the with Renee. Did you hear I that or not? I haven't seen that no? yet. I maybe okay. saw a clip. She, she said that <clears throat> Vince McMahon yelled at her and Nikki, or sorry, Brie, after they won Diva of the Year and Total Divas was a hit because they, they didn't create it. And that's why uh, Daniel Bryant, like, basically, that was his focus the whole time, not the fact that the fans were hijacking Daniel Bryant to get into the main event at WrestleMania. Vince was mad at 
the divas and that's why wow. they got buried because of them it's like you're delusional well, and with this soraya tony storm storyline if they want to get the new women everywhere faction over bring in the bella twins i mean they're terrible but it furthers the story along yeah i, I don't just hate hope- it and you know ruby I mean, I hope she sides with the originals, not, you know, these dummies. But, yeah, I think maybe with everything that's happened and with MJF bringing up the the family nonsense, maybe we get the Bella Twins on AEW now. And it would actually make sense for ex-WWE people to be signed to WWE. It doesn't have to be a full-time schedule. You know, it could be a part-time deal. Four matches a year. You know, but uh, 10 appearances overall. But yeah, I, you know, now might be the time. If, if Tony Khan wants to help that women's division, at least with name value, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Bring in the Bella Twins. But will it bump or will it stay plateaued? I think for women, I think it could. I, I think it'll increase women's well, viewing. Because mm-hmm. women yeah. that watch Total Bellas that, didn't know anything about wrestling. I know a lot of women that watch Bella's because it was on E and Nikki just had this marriage, the show that just aired mm-hmm. women that don't normal, didn't normally watch wrestling, but did because of the Bella's that could really help the female demo on AEW. I, th- I think and, that's all. And great. then they turn and then they turn it on and hear MJF uh, promo oh. about uh, anything <laughs> And then they'll turn it right back off. That's the yeah. problem. They're, they don't cater to women. Put, yeah, well. n- put, put Nikki with MJF, Brie with the dragon. There you go. <laughs> See, uh, and I was picturing it of like, can, can we have Brie play the, the Sami Zayn wife role at yeah. Revolution of in the front row and MJF? on that and again yeah who, who knows? i don't i don't know what their contracts are with wwe if they're legends or if they're not even under contract it's it's all unknown but there's there's an angle there i could see completely completely um all right another one we um was said on for saturday night for elimination chamber was the the new japan show and uh, Jay White lost. He lost his second loser leaves New Japan match. That's that's got to be a record of some sort. Uh, but he lost one in Japan. He lost one in America to Eddie Kingston. So he's gone, uh, guys. I said, let's play Booker. Where does he go next? How would you debut him? And what's like the first feud? Uh, what does it look like? Would anyone like to go first, Jay? I'll go first. Uh, I'm a big Jay White fan. I found him on Impact and then some of the stuff he's been doing on New Japan. So awesome. Day, the night after Mania, um, he shows up with a returning revival. Oh, okay. Then you you have to add a heavy. Um, I don't know who that is yet. Maybe Lashley doesn't go with the Hurt Business or maybe Orton comes back. You know? Sure. Uh, I think that if it's a, you know, I think it would be great. I mean, I want the revival back in WWE the worst way. Um, You know, you heard my 
my love for Dax and Cash about 20 minutes ago. Uh, I think it's the night after Mania, and you put him in with um, – I mean, I, him this, and Riddle. This is where your my GM mode in WWE 2K22 plays in fact. It's like, <laughs> how, how do I You would know this if this you played, yes. If I put if you one minute it, into How do I keep game? Stephanie happy? <laughs> That's all you needed, yes. One minute. I don't know. Maybe you have Jay White and Riddle. Riddle returns or Randy returns and Jay yeah. White inter interrupts. Or Omos, fresh off of beating Brock Lesnar. Oh, nobody wants <laughs> No? Well, come on. I, I, I think he debuts yeah. to win the Andre the Giant battle. Run. No. No. <laughs> no. Jay White uh, interrupts a returning Randy Orton. Joe, do you want to go or you want me to go? Uh, Jay White. Uh, comes out to attack a gloating Seth Rollins after beating uh, Logan Paul at WrestleMania, saying <laughs> that no outsider can take his spot. Ha ha ha! And he Ooh, starts dancing, and then Jay good. White comes from the Hell crowd, yeah. and you get Seth Jay White. That's he's the gatekeeper of getting guys over in a WWE style because he can go with yes. anyone. Yeah, so Seth, episodes you obnoxious. finally contribute. Thanks, Joe. Wow. Dude. It's <laughs> oh, we'll wait on that one. We'll wait on that one. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. when I heard Jay White, if it's WWE, it's got to go against Seth the night after Mania. Keep him um, away from AEW, please. No, that's he, great. He's already there and did nothing. Yeah. Right. So so I'm also going the Raw after Mania. I wanted to go with um the the like pay backlash, the um WrestleMania, WrestleMania yeah like I wanted to go with that next one but I couldn't find a concrete of when it is it, it right now from the the sites I looked at the next show that is like tentative is a June show in Saudi Arabia and I'm like ah I don't I don't see that happening and then the next one is money in the bank uh in over in England London yes so I so I also I said all right let's go raw after mania uh, first, AJ Styles returns, guys. He's been out with a broken ankle. He comes out. We're excited to have AJ back. He comes out with Gallows and Anderson. The club's back together again. AJ talks about being back after his broken ankle. Seems like the promo's over. Gallows and Anderson say, hey, hey hold up, AJ. You know, we haven't been on TV since you got hurt. We just can't count on you anymore. We're rolling with this guy now. Wow. Jay White, Jay White from behind, three on one beatdown. Then we got Jay White with Gallows and Anderson going up against AJ and tag team of his choosing, the Street Profits or whoever the case. <laughs> That's really good. Wow. Hey, okay. I suck at this game. No, I liked your Omos takes on <laughs> Jay White. But, oh, wait, no, we made that up. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's a dream match in any arena, Joe. Come on. <sighs> Any town would Kevin like would say he would be going to AEW and challenge Fight MJF, MJF and be like, MJF. no. <laughs> but, but Jay White has to beat five other guys ahead of time so or, he can earn the right to face MJF. Yes, that's, yes, that's naturally to earn a contract. Yeah. Or he shows up in AEW or WWE to fight Edge. Ooh. Another Kevin. That's but, another Kevin. Yeah, to Edge. Edge yeah. is a Kevin guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. Hear, me, like out. hear me out. So he faces the Miz. 
I love the Miz, but that's not yeah. a good matchup at all. There's oh, Miz's WrestleMania God. moment. That's what the envelope says. That is Jay White. So, Jay White is coming to WrestleMania. He's he's thrilled. Best birthday or anniversary. And he gift. was so happy. Was he was so happy. He made out with his wife. <laughs> that's rather unexpected. All right, well that's fun, guys. We'll keep we'll keep a, a pin on that and see what happens with Jay White. Uh, last topic for today. So the XFL re-debuted for the third time this past weekend. Uh, me being a devoted XFL fan, I admit I I didn't watch one minute of it. I couldn't find it. Uh, every time I looked, I was that never is, able to yeah. find it. It's on ABC. I, I couldn't find it. I on ABCN. But it was like ABC on is a national well, broadcasting. I, I never found it. Uh, now I was out out in the, out in the town on Saturday until elimination chamber. But there was games oh, on we know. Sundays too. Oh yeah, go, oh, yeah. we we know you were out on the cheers, town. cheers. Um, but even on Sunday, at like you know, there was the All Star Game stuff and, and and Daytona 500. And every time I looked, I could never find it. So uh, I'm a bad I'm a bad XFL fan. Uh, but what I did read up on was some buzz about some of the rule changes they have that makes it different from the NFL. Uh, the two that were uh, put into use was in one of the games. So when you get a touchdown, instead of a uh, two-point conversion, they back it up even farther. You could do a three-point conversion. So a team did that. Instead of doing an onside kick, they give that team that would be doing the kickoff one play. It's essentially a fourth and 15. And if they make it, they keep the ball. So kind of funky, kind of different, but um, yeah. So what I decided for this uh, topic is coming up with an inspired rule change for wrestling. Just one change you would make in wrestling, kind of in that same XFL vein. Um, I, I would like to go first. Um, this rule would be that for title matches, any title match, doesn't matter which one, the challengers are allowed one 60-second timeout in the match. <laughs> but, but, on the surface, I'm like, I hate that idea. But if they use it and they lose the match, they go on to lose the match, they cannot challenge for that title for one calendar year. So you really got to, like, we need this timeout. Because if you fuck up and lose their title match, back of the line, you go for a whole year. That's cool. Uh, I'm curious if you're going to pigeonhole the XFL into every show uh, for the rest <laughs> of the season, because you're two for two right now. When I um, watch, I will actually do so. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I've talked about I love the NWA and early WCW stuff. And there was all there was this weird rule at some point that if you got thrown over the top rope, or if you threw someone over the top rope, you were disqualified. And I, I, I thought that was just interesting. And, and, you know, it made bad guys have to be really bad guys. because They had to, like, really trick the referee to turn around, that type of stuff. And the good guys, you know, they, 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 they got one over by, you know, if they trick the referee, hey, what's over there? And referee turns and he throws a good top rope. Um, my rule has nothing to do with that, but I just wanted to say I love that from back <laughs> That is a good one. My rule is... Uh, similar to what New Japan does, they do a 20 count. Oh. Uh, for outside. Yeah. When you're outside the ring. And I think that that would be uh, beneficial. It would add more action. I mean, think about how many times the, the referee's at nine and the guy's flat and all of a sudden he just jumps up and gets under the rope. Like, 
Yeah, I, I mean, some of that is cool, but there's a lot of times it just looks fucking corny. So give me a 20 count across the board on all outside uh, of the ring action. I like that because I think especially, and, and, and every company does it, the, the 10 count is used very uh, judiciously. Uh, ref discretion. Yes, ref discretion. I think AEW, I can think of half a dozen examples of that where they just, just fight. There's no 10 count. You know, the ref just says, come on, bring it in the ring. So if we have that, that allows for outside action without having that hanging over your head of they got a count of 10. Give some time to actually do some work before going in. Good stuff. Joe? All right. This one goes back to my gaming days of the old WCW Nitro and Thunder games that were on PlayStation. I know, Brian, you never played it. Uh, It was never on Nintendo. But when you played those games, if you press select, the referee basically turned their back and you could have a run in. Oh, I want a two-minute two uh, card played in there where it's like basically the throw a flag and the ref has to leave the ring. And for those two minutes, <laughs> it's no ref. So for the ref goes like, in a penalty box. Can, so the, it's like a king of the, the mountain. Ref has, yeah, pretty much. The ref has to leave. It's like basically you have a, each one has a flag. It only can be used once. And so it depends on like which guy's going to throw the flag first. Because one guy throws the flag, the other one can't. So for that two minutes, mm-hmm. it's a free for all. This is kind of like anyone from fun. the back can come out and attack. This will like. This could be a way to get the belts off Roman because Uso Ference would be worthless now because yeah. anybody could come out and take out Roman too. And it would this be is, legal. Two minutes. This is this is like the uh at the NBA All-Star Celebrity game, there was like ruffle time where you hit the ruffle buzzer, like ruffles potato chips, and points were doubled for two minutes. That's fine. Once you hit the buzzer, right. and then there was the four point line that was fr- sponsored by Ruffles. So um yeah, that's uh, that's. Yeah, I so like that idea, it's, Joe. It's it's like it's a little bit of like you know the old game, the ruffle, and if you know the Fast and the Furious movies, the first one, you don't want to hit the nitrous too early because you'll lose the race. So you don't want to throw your flag too early into the match. You want to do it later. Yeah, at the yeah. best time. Timing is everything. Yeah, and NXT for that um, Iron Survivor Challenge, they brought out the penalty box yes. when somebody took a pin. Right, they had to go out for maybe ninety seconds or two minutes. I don't remember. I like that though. With the, the ref has to go. Like, oh man, the ref has I'm, to leave. They, 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 yeah. and they play the and they played the sad trombone from Price is Right. Yeah, and then the <laughs> and then the timer on the Tron comes up of two minutes of the countdown. So the ref is watching this all happen, but can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Wow. All right, nice. we have yours is realistic, Jay. Like that can actually happen, and ours R two is way out of the box, and uh, that's that's good, man. Uh, honorable mentions. Great. I I looked up some stuff from New Japan, and two that really made me laugh. They have ringside care for referees. <laughs> when they get knocked <laughs> and then the other ones uh, yeah, we definitely change. don't have that wwe and then uh title changes uh on a dq or a count out because a loss is a loss oh, okay. is a loss yeah. that's that's right. cool i like that's that. actually a good one too sometimes you'll have that one. match of like yeah like if he gets disqualified he'll lose that's a, that's a stipulation well, you see occasionally but in new japan yeah it's that all the time Cross the board. All right. Love it. Plus, I feel like mine would take away the whole cliche of the ref bump because it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. 
It does. It happens quite often in the big matches. Guys, any any final parting thoughts? I think we're good here. Thanks for nothing, Kev. Uh, we love you, though. Um, I got Springsteen <laughs> tickets for December. Hey! And uh, at the forum? Uh, yeah. Okay. I um, Nice. I years ago said, oh, I'll wait till the next tour to see Tom Petty. And then he died. And I yeah. am not able to see Tom Petty. I wasn't doing that again. And with Ticketmaster being so screwed up since the Taylor Swift thing, you have to register for the chance to buy tickets. Wow. So I registered, you have to pick three. So I registered for both LA shows. And then the third one, I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I registered for the Pittsburgh show in September. I got an email and I, you're eligible to buy for the Pittsburgh show. And I'm like, mm. I don't want the Pittsburgh show. And then this morning I got a random pop-up that says pre-sales happening now. Here's your code. Um, I'm so excited. Now the tickets are, were, there are tickets that were super expensive. Luckily I got, I think I paid like 140 for two, 140 each. So for like 400 bucks, I get to see Springsteen. Now granted it's in December. So it's 10 months away, eight months away, but I'm so excited. So excited. Nice. That's my final thought. Don't don't tear your Achilles like Zach De La Roca, and you'll be able to see him in concert just like that. Have your concert dreams, Joe. Any, Bruce, any final things? Oh, go ahead, Jay. Sorry, because Springsteen listens to this. I know. He does. Yeah, he does. He's one yeah, of he's the, one. Of, he's one of the two million. If it wasn't for Springsteen, we'd be in the three million ranking, but we're in the two million ranking. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Bruce. Uh, no, I'm I'm good to go. I'm awesome. just getting. I'm just getting ready for Mania. Quite honestly, that's, yeah, on the that's my focus for the next couple of weeks. Well, guys, yeah, I'll be off next week. I am on a cruise that's not the Chris Jericho cruise, so it's not worth talking about. Um, nope. but I'll, I'll, I will miss you guys uh, and uh, hold down the fort well without me. Uh, YouTube.com backslash that wrestling podcast at that wrestle pod uh, for the socials and uh, that wrestle pod at gmail.com for you. And we're on email. TikTok now. We're doing TikTok. Oh, now. yes. Yes. Taking it a little more serious than we had been previously. So. TikTok what, at that what's wrestle the pod. Tick- Thank you. Yes, at that wrestle pod for TikTok as well. And what a maneuver.net for all your merchandise needs. Enjoy wrestling, everybody. We'll talk to you next week, except me. Ahoy. Thanks for listening. Follow that wrestle pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three, that's it. <laughs>